It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. Man, what a what a big episode. You have no idea. Uh, not even those who join me for news for this episode understand what a big idea, what a big thing this is. It's episode number 700 of the Cultural Hall. And in this episode, going to be joined by Megan the Mitch Mitchell, who's already here. Megan. Hello. How are you, Richie? I'm well. And also, Chow, she's dropping her kid off to dance. And then once uh, once they go to dance, we'll take a break and she's going to join us and do news with us. It's going to be a full hour-long episode, just like we do for news here in the Cultural Hall. It's Articles of News. Comes out one time a week, likely, unless I got other stuff that's going on. I'm trying to be better about it. Putting into place uh, some different uh, protocols now past episode 700 so that uh, you get more off, uh, more episodes more frequently. So that's an exciting change. Uh, you can still become a Patreon saint by going to patreon.com forward slash the cultural hall. You can find us at the cultural hall on all social medias, but 700 episodes. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Care. Nope. Nope. We got dots and nobody cares. <clears throat> so what are the details going for? Oh, sorry. I'm no, good. no, you're fine. Are what you? are the details? What do you mean? I was going to ask you what the details are of episodes going forward. What are the oh, new yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. I appreciate that. So if you're um, sharing. Yeah. If Patreon Saints of the Cultural Hall know that we have lots of episodes that have not yet been released on the show feed. Mm-hmm. Um, there's several, okay. probably a dozen and then some uh, that you can only get wow. in the Patreon Saints Facebook group. And some of them have been there for a couple months. But here's the deal. Uh, oh. Because we won't have numbers on the actual graphics. If I can't get some people to do news, I can then, with graphics that have already been constructed by the folks over at Lennon Design, check them out online, uh, they can just be able to be attached to the episode, and then we publish it, and then you don't have to wait. So I do it's an interview and an articles of news every week, but sometimes life gets a little bit of crazy, and so I'm trying to make it so that we are consistent, but also, uh, you know, we don't need to make it harder on ourselves. So that's part of it. That's part of what's going it. on. There, there's some thought that it. we may move into the, you know, our friend, uh, our friend over at Cultural Hall on TikTok. He, uh, he sold us the at the Cultural Hall on TikTok. We haven't moved into that space yet, but there's some thought that we're going to be doing that here in the very nearish future. If you have any ideas as to what you would like to see on TikTok from the cultural hall, a lot of negative, terrible stuff on TikTok about the church. Yes. We would like to be a positive thing in that. If you have an idea of how we could incorporate that, would love to uh, hear that. Contact at theculturalhall.com. May get a new song uh, for the opening. Because, oh, you know, back, back, back when we did the song, it's a Book of Mormon stories that mm-hmm. my teachers tell to me, uh-uh. All about the Lamanites in ancient history. Uh uh-uh. uh. Long ago, their yes. fathers came from far across the sea. And then all of the actions that we can't do anymore because it's cultural appropriation. Right. Here's the deal 12 years ago, when we started this whole thing, we still sang that song. Yes, we did. We don't. Uh, we sang it like two years ago in primary. Yeah, but they don't. It's still anymore. a favorite. Still a favorite, but not done anymore, I don't think. Def- de- I mean, it's so okay. I can't speak for the whole church. Sure. I am the primary music leader, and it's an option to sing it in my primary. We okay. just don't really do 
all of the hand motions. We sure. don't do a lot of the the hoo-hahs and stuff like that, you yeah. know? Yeah, but, but you remember, I mean, go oh, back yeah. to your youth, man. All Absolutely. of the things that now when I think back and I go, yeah, okay, all right. And we did cringe face. And we did that. Ugh. We did we okay. We didn't know better. We have learned. We've learned yeah. from our mistakes. Once we learned better, we did better. And that's all that we exactly. can do. So uh yeah, so there's that. Uh a, a couple other things. Got some emails, contact at the culturalhall.com. That is the email address. If you would like to send us an email, uh, this one from Jenny Algren. She sent an email uh, about episode 697 that said, hey, it's not working. And uh, I appreciate when people do that. So that is effectual in two things. One, if for some reason an episode isn't working for you, take the two seconds it takes to get out your phone, put in contact at theculturalhall.com and, and voice text an email to me that says, yeah. hey, pal, not working because otherwise I don't know. I know my vanity is very strong, but it is not often that I go, I just published that. Let me go listen to that 10 times, you know, different times of the day. That's not a thing that I do. So, so it was the content that wasn't working for her or yeah, the, the format or the no, the episode just didn't work. She tried okay. to press play and it you know, like buffered. technologically it wasn't yeah, working. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I guess to your point though, too, the Mitch, if, uh, yeah. if you listen to something and you're like, don't do that again. <laughs> that was not the that was not the way you can definitely tell us that so thank you to jenny for that um mr young michael young emailed and said hey and his subject line is nine oxen instead of 12 he says i heard you make mention of a baptismal font this of course being the uh, temple trip that i took up to helena before they dedicated it he said in a temple that has nine oxen instead of 12 and you guys were kind of discussing why that might be well i think i have the answer the oxen holding up the baptismal fonts in the temples are standing, forming a square with the baptismal font being a circle in the center of that square with three on each side. So I'm guessing that maybe that baptismal font was against a wall or something where one side would be hidden. So to still form the square, they kept three on the other sides, having it be implied that the side that we cannot see would still have three other oxen. Uh, and, okay. uh, and, yeah, I mean, 100%. and you you kind of posited that theory with Corey, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's why it is. But it was yeah. funny to be like, why don't I see three other oxen? It's twelve tribes, not it's twelve. <laughs> it's it's not it's not nine tribes and then three that we couldn't mention because we were against a wall. So I appreciate that, that Michael. <laughs> that's probably exactly why that is. There was maybe one other email. Let me see here. Oh, I'll say this. I'm going to be, and I'll share this in the next episode uh, when it's actually done in case something doesn't happen. I'm going to be guesting on uh, an LDS news um, podcast. And and here is what I will tell you about what I anticipate from this experience. This person takes it a lot more serious than we do. <laughs> what? Yeah, Surely well, not. Well, here's the deal. I mean, I take it serious. I love the community that we've created. I love the openness. I feel like we uh, we disperse really... Um, relevant stories. Yeah, relevant, interesting. I think that we do a good job. I think that there's lots of different sides that are represented by different members within the cultural hall. So all of those things, right? But, mm -hmm. but uh, he had the pre-recording call with me and I was like, what are we doing? What, what the heck? What is, what is happening right now? And went down through an agenda. And I was like, what? 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 
You, you mean you don't just look at it? You're like, do no. you not know me, but at all? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then it was, it was a discussion of like, what's the most important? Now here's the deal. Kudos. Cause I'm betting it's going to, it's going to go very smoothly and very great. But like, uh, there, there was mention of like, and then I'll make this joke here. And I'm like, no, don't tell me the joke now. I don't want to have to try hard tomorrow to think that that's, you know, funny or different or whatever the thing may be. I can just, just hear it. Me. The guy says the joke and there's Richie. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, the manufactured laugh. No, I'll give him the <laughs> laugh. I know what it's like to tell a joke and not have anyone laugh. So I'll, I'll you know, I'll do that. But there's, that's exhausting there. there. Well, and here's I mean, 60 to 90 minutes. It's great. There's a lot of news that in, in most of the stories we'll talk about here, you and I and joining us in the second half for actual articles of news will be Chow. Uh, that is Charmaine from down around Austin. She's just dropping her kid off at uh, at the dance. Then she'll be not the dance, I guess, at dance. The that's dance. a different thing. Uh, she'll be joining us, but, but I mean, I like it. I welcome it. I'm excited to be able to, uh, you know, to share that. And which podcast is it? I'm not telling until it's done. Oh, that's fair. Because I want to make sure it actually happens. <laughs> I don't want to be like, Hey, go oh, it didn't happen. It didn't work out. You don't uh, want them to be like, well, we had that pre-recording call with Richie and we yeah, scrapped it. Oof, boy, that guy. Uh, let <laughs> no me dance. ask you, uh, kids yes. are out of school now. Yes. All of them, yes. Uh, how so is many that, of how them. is that mom of 12? <laughs> Exhausting. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I have one kid who is on um, a swim team, which is great. Summertime, okay. we mm -hmm. swim, mm -hmm. except that his practices are stupid early in the morning. And he has like three days a week, he has dry land training. So that's mm -hmm. when they do their sit-ups and, the and all of that. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. See who survives. Yep. Um, and then they do their swim practice after that. So it's like three hours, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday, it's two hours, but I'm in Bluffdale and it's in Sandy. So it's like a 20 minute drive. And man, it is so early on a summer day. Luckily on dry land days, my husband takes him, but True. then Tuesdays and Thursdays, it's me. And I'm just having a little trouble adjusting to that schedule. What time is early? What time is early? So Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, it starts at 7 a.m. Oh, but that my means we're gosh. getting up at oh. oh, my God. No, no, no. I know that that's Seven not technically early. No, <gasps> that's not technically early. Uh -huh. But that means we're getting up at six, which is like, <gasps> I don't even wake up at six. Richie, shut it. <laughs> I don't even get up at six on like school days, right? Because my kids are all pretty much capable of getting themselves up and ready sure, to go. Sure. Um, and then I usually go and work out it's at the gym that I work out at that he has the swim team practice. Mm -hmm. And so, so, at least, and that's convenient. so at least that's convenient. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Kill two birds with one stone. But like, sometimes I take my younger two with me to hang out in the daycare while he's in practice and I'm working out. So then it's getting them up and getting them ready. Sure. You know, when they just really want to be in their jammies doing sidewalk chalk and eating marshmallows for breakfast, you know, sure. so don't we'll we all. figure it all. I know. Yeah. It's the dream. It's the dream. So that's good. Um, it's nice to have them all home sure. when they're not fighting. Sure. Because did, they do that a lot. Does your daughter work at a gas station? No. Okay. There was a woman. She works at the, TJ Maxx. There was the same uh, name of uh, your daughter as a woman that looked to be about the same age as your daughter at a gas station. And I nearly said, hey, is your mom the Mitch? But then I thought, 
Well, yeah, she can be a real Mitch sometimes is what <laughs> she was going to be. Uh, her and she would say that. Yeah. Yeah, my, uh, my, my, my daughter would say that <laughs> I, I knew that uh, school was out for everyone. I happened to the Costco today uh, because oh, you know, being yeah. self-employed, I can go during the day when it's not as crazy as everything else. And there was and I'm not kidding. I did this. Uh, there was a woman there, uh, a mother. OK, I'm going to presume member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints just because I feel like I can tell and clothing yeah. and children. Yes. And, and the light surrounding her. Yeah, yeah, or her aura. The aura. Sure, sure, sure. sure. It's there. Uh, and I looked at her, and I locked eyes with her, and and because she had just said to her kids, "Don't go anywhere. I'm just going to grab toilet paper or whatever the thing was." Right? Don't go anywhere. And I locked eyes with her, and I said, "You are the bravest person I know." And Did I she think- appreciate that. Uh, so she chuckled and I, and I knew that she could tell that I was just kind of, you know, having her on a little bit, but then I, then I think she was like, yeah, yeah. Not everyone does bring kids to Costco puffs out chest a little bit and is like, yeah, you bet. You bet. You bet I did that. So I do Costco delivery. So Mm. I hardly ever step foot in a Costco. I started doing that about five years ago. And, uh, that's my my life changer is just doing Costco delivery. It's through Instacart, so it's a little bit more expensive. Sure. But I don't buy extra stuff that I don't need. I don't buy like workout pants and books that I don't need, you know? Yeah. So that's how I, I get around that. I'm not brave. Yeah, it is, it is uh, a mystery to me with the ease of not even delivery, but like they shop for you and you just pick it up like at the Smiths or the Kroger, depending on where you're at in this country. Uh Uh, I, I honestly don't know why a mom or a dad who is going to get groceries would ever take their kids in a grocery store ever again. I fully agree. Fully agree. Yeah. So life changer there. Second life changer. Uh, I'm, this is going to speak to your early in the morning whining that you were just (laughs) making a minute ago. I want to change your life. And you tell me, you tell me you do, do this for three days and tell me if this doesn't change your life. Okay. Okay. If it I mean, doesn't, it, I'm coming for you. It, yeah, it will change your life regardless because it's a different behavior. But I have okay. started uh getting up at like four in the morning. Now I know you're thinking that sounds horrible. And, and in some respect, That's it a is. Lot. <laughs> but the time from when the light first comes mm-hmm. until the sunrise. There isn't a more magical time. Okay. Okay. So then what time do you go to bed so that you can wake up that early? Well, so uh, I I am fortunate, and this is where you have to figure it out for yourself, mm-hmm. uh, because I can uh, take a nap in the middle <laughs> of the day. Yeah. And I don't know that you could, especially with being it being in the summertime. But yeah. but I think that there is definitely a workaround, because I'll tell you what, a couple of things. One, the contemplative nature of that time. Can't you know, be. imagine it. You're not having yeah. to deal with your spouse, your kids, your anything. It's just a time that you can be like, you know, maybe it's reading scriptures outside. Maybe it's walking. Maybe it's whatever, right? Yeah. Whatever the thing is, it's it's solely you and you get the time to be you before you have to be anything else to anyone else. Change your life. I don't know what that means, though. I don't know be what that means to, just, to... to be just me for me. I don't yeah. know what that means. Well, try it. I will. I absolutely will. I'm going to, I'm going to try this. Um, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. Do you want to hear my other life changer real yes, fast? Yes, I do. Reusable water balloons. Re. Okay. Reusable water balloons. Yeah. Tell me, so, tell me, tell me. So water balloons are, you know, they're a one time and then you're done. Found these on Amazon. They're like rubber, plastic, whatever. You fill them up. They close on their own. You throw uh -huh. them, they explode. You stick them back in water and they fill up again and you throw them and they explode. And then you do it all over how, again. How do they explode without, it's just at the tip so or it's, whatever? It's like a, it's like a clamshell kind of. Okay. So it's okay. like two little circles. I'm kind of miming it. Uh -huh. And there's like a little, not really like a hinge, but just a connection point where it'll uh -huh. like fold in on itself. Okay. In a ball. Okay. And then it explodes, but it's like still connected. So it okay. like just splits into two pieces. Okay. That are still connected. And then you put them back in the water and they fill up. Um, huh. So I just got a set of those for my kids. And I'm not even kidding, Richie. They spent like, five hours outside yesterday. I love it. Just refilling and throwing them at each other. And there's nothing you have to clean up afterwards. I was just, just going to say, do I have to worry about my dog eating them and then I have to follow the dog around eating these things? Nope. Yep. Nope. Okay. Because there's no little teeny tiny pieces that are going to get stuck in the grass. That's mm -hmm. like, it's like this, this big, like the two sections. I don't know. Okay, it's like so, blurry. So, so, so we're on a, a show. So we have to yeah, tell people I know. what you're... That's I'll send like you the pictures. Size. Okay. How about that's that? like the size of a, what, a baseball maybe? Yeah, Small a baseball. baseball. T-ball? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, absolute game changer. I, absolute I, game changer. 10 out of 10. I have to tell you, I'm sorry that I started to do the thing where I'm like, pat you on the head. All right. We're on. A, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do it's that. It's okay. It's all good. I, uh, I deserve it sometimes. I also will tell you, this is sort of funny. This is and people will hear this in a couple of weeks when this episode comes out. Uh, I was joined with, uh, in, in an episode of the show, uh, and his name is Ed, Ed Willis. He wrote a book from Panther to Priesthood. He was a Black Panther, and then he joined the church. And it's a fantastic interview. Great book available from Deseret Book. Uh, when I was serving in Cleveland, I served um, mainly among people of color. And I don't know if it's because of okay. um, like the theater uh, background, the the training that I have, the the desire to fit in or whatever the thing is. But the appropriation of language for me very quickly happened in Cleveland. Uh, and I can remember okay. teaching the first discussion and talking, uh, asking them to uh, pray and ask God if uh, Joseph Smith was a prophet and the way that we used to do it, kids, this is a history lesson. There used to be six discussions. That was in the first the way one. Back machine. We would pray and we would, you know, so one of the missionaries would pray, then the investigator would pray, and then the other missionary would pray to try and get a confirmation of the spirit that Joseph Smith was a prophet of God. And I remember distinctly being about six months, I was serving in a town called Euclid, Ohio, which is just east. It's between Cleveland and Kirtland. And uh, kneeling in prayer with this um, this gentleman and beginning a prayer and not mocking, not with any sort of intention, just speaking, uh, said, uh, Heavenly Father, we ax you. And oh, geez, I, and, and I and, Right? But but it was, it, I mean, it wasn't a thing. I wasn't, I wasn't like, yeah. oh, I wasn't mocking him. I hadn't anything. I sure. did for whatever reason. And, and uh this is the only thing I'll say about it. When you listen to my uh, interview with Ed, 
you hear me one time. Uh, I don't, I don't say that. And it's not nearly bad. I don't even think that people would notice. But as soon as I said what I said, I went, I don't, I don't know why I do that. I don't know why I do that. So that's a little Easter egg for a future upcoming episode. Other life changer, then let's take a break and do some news. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Joggers. I have never had a pair of jogger pants before uh, today. The best. I honestly, I, so here was the thing. I didn't think I was cool enough to wear joggers. That's fair. You know, they, they kind of yeah, yeah. seem, you know, I, I feel like I am the epitome of middle-class white guy from Utah. Right. I, right. I, yeah. I have about, I have about 25 extra pounds. I shouldn't have, I haven't really gone clothes shopping in, you know, 15 years. I say things sure. like what's wrong with cargo pants. I can put lots <laughs> of stuff in my pockets. What's wrong with cargo pants. Right. All of these things. Uh, so, so I just didn't feel yeah. like I was cool enough. I found a pair of joggers. See how I'm already adopting the, uh, the vernacular around it. I, I found a pair it. of joggers. They're the best. It. They're the best. They are. I'm wearing a pair right now mm-hmm. and I have multiple pairs. They're my, my summer, winter, fall, spring uniform. Mm-hmm. Um, I put them over my clothes when I go to the gym and it's cold. And then, you know, they're my, like my top layer to keep me warm. And as soon as I get home, I change out of my gym clothes, put the joggers right back on because they right. are the most comfortable. Yeah. 100%. I, may never, and, I may never wear another pair of pants. Right. And if you want to feel really good about yourself, size up Oh, I because do. then they're too big Yep. and you feel like maybe you have lost weight. Follow me yeah. for more fitness tips. <laughs> joggers that are too big. <laughs> By everything. Fitness is my passion. And, and if you're feeling really down, a couple sizes too big. And then when you Absolutely. trick yourself into it, you can be like, I can't believe I was ever that big. What well, great progress. Right? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. Oh, can I say one more thing? Yes, please. Yes, please. Really quick. Okay. Mm-hmm. Last time I was on, I was talking about lavash bread, right? Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. talking about the calories and the proteins. I have to correct myself because if anybody is taking my like hamster wheel nutrition advice, I want them to know the right thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I said it was 160 calories with six mm-hmm. grams of protein. That's not correct. It's 120 calories for one piece of lavash bread with 12 grams of protein. So the macros are even better. Like mm. I said, fitness is my passion. So I wanted to make that correction so so, so that nobody takes my advice and gets it wrong. Phew, uh, said nobody. <laughs> I got that off my chest. I've been thinking about that all week and I'm like, oh, Megan, tighten Good. up. Good, good. All right. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back in the seven, second half, we will do actual articles of news. Hey, you guys wanted to talk to you about a new voice app on the Amazon Alexa. It's made by the church. That is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And it's geared for kids and grandkids aged four to 11. It's called the Friend Magazine Skill, and it allows your kids to play the Friend Magazine from an Amazon Alexa smart speaker. Now, here's what's cool about it. Each month, it's going to include new stories and new music from the Friend magazine. It's, uh, you know, a thing that your kids, they know what it is. In fact, if you said, hey, kids, enable the Friend magazine skill, they've already done it before you even ask them. And the best part is it's free. It's built by the church. So there is no advertisements or any content that you need to worry about. And it's a fun, great way to help your kids learn about the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's called the Friend magazine skill 
be sure to enable it on your Amazon Alexa smart speaker. Hi friends, Dan the Laptop Man here from PC Laptops. You can get a brand new PC Laptops desktop and they start at only $29 a month and it comes with a lifetime warranty. Just check us out at PCLaptops.com. That's PCLaptops.com. BestDJinUtah.com. It's been a while since we've had a new one of these and I apologize for that. It's because I've been so busy DJing events all over the country. Uh, but especially here in Utah, been able to do some great, uh, you know, weddings. I've done a, a prom or two for different listeners of the cultural hall. I love it when you uh, reach out to me at bestdjinutah.com, or uh, you can find the phone number online as well. I would love it if you say, hey, I heard about you on the cultural hall, because maybe, just maybe, I give a cultural hall discount. Uh, all sorts of events. It doesn't have to be a, a wedding. It could be a community event. Maybe it's a ward or youth activity. I'm doing one of those this summer. In fact, just lock the deal down on that. Uh, whatever it may be, if you need music to accompany your event or you just need a great MC, I would love to be able to help you out. You're simply going to need to go to bestdjinutah.com. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Here in the second half of Articles of News, we do actual articles of news. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose articles of news. And away we go. We have, in fact, been joined by Chow. Chow, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. All things considered. Well, it's uh, it's uh, we were lamenting in the first half about kids home from school, so it's constant uh, parental duties for the husband and wife. How are you and Russ hanging in there? Um, Russ is doing fine. No changes to his work because he goes into the office most of the time. Actually, that's not true. He does work from home occasionally. Okay, but uh, you know, I'm taking this week. Kids are going to vacation Bible school. Yeah, they are. We've got dance company camp. Mm -hmm. um, it is just like I feel like a chauffeur between yeah. me trying to get my work done getting their stuff done dealing with some family things that is taking up some phone time um what else just oh you need a kid remodel, to drive. our house remodeling that's also a factor you know came mm -hmm. in the countertop so it's just like it's a lot we do need a kid that could drive but they won't give 11 year olds drivers game life. changer so, you know, jerks. <laughs> uh, for someone who wants a million dollar idea, I'd like to throw this out um, because I know you two are not alone in the situations that you guys have. Uh, and it could come out of the state of Utah uh, that will reflect in the spelling that I'm about to give you guys. But if there were a, an app like uh, Uber or Lyft mm -hmm. where it's two parents or two adults that have been background checked and there is a constant live stream camera of the car and it records so like all the all the uh you know all the checks all the checks yeah this is in existence richie it is yeah it's in bigger cities though it's not where i'm at i believe it's called uber kids okay 
So, but it's that essential thing that um, they have to be, I think, over a certain age, but they've sort of launched it or maybe Lyft is the one who did it. But yeah, it's, it's a new thing that you can sign up to like have your kid picked up from school and taken to your house. And there mm. has to be handed off to an adult, um, the designated adult, but yeah. And then they also record whatever happens in the car while they're driving. So you make sure that the driver's not like, let me tell you how great meth is or yeah, you know, never sneaky things they might do, you know, trying to prevent that. So well, I, I was What's really the hoping spelling of your app uh, was carpool C A R P U L. I was really hoping that that would be what we could call it. Yeah. So that everyone it in the K. state of Utah is like, yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. Carpool. K for kids. Yes. Yeah. Carpool. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. Hey, we have Uber and Lyft. I bet we could do carpool too. Yeah. In addition yeah. to Uber kids. And then that way, listen, now the, now the ideas are just coming like crazy. That way, if you decide that you're, you know, you're, you're taking the day off of work or you're in a scenario where you are the one driving your kids around a lot, you just put the app on, you pick up some other kids and you make a little side cash. Right. Might as well. I love this. The problem is I have too many kids to do that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Somebody I mean, you, wasn't made, you made your choice. That yeah, because like somebody wasn't doing family planning, thinking that far ahead. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you need a couple who can stay home who don't have to go on the activity, who are old enough to babysit. Yeah, I have some. I have some who are old enough to babysit, but they can't drive, so they could stay home while I take the eight-year-old to dance and pick up a bunch of dance girlies too. Yeah. And, and uh, the Mitch will vouch for this, but I certainly experienced it as well. At some point, your kids don't want to be with you. And no. you would feel like that would be heartbreaking, but it literally is the greatest thing ever because then you don't have to deal with them. So yes. we're thought. Uh, all right, let's get to some news, you guys. I want to start off with this uh, story. I thought that it was particularly interesting, fascinating, actually. And uh, I can't believe that we didn't do it before now. Um, what I'm alluding to is music and the spoken word in Spanish. Oh, yes. So the, for the first time in its 100-year history, the Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square and their flagship broadcast, Music and the Spoken Word, was going to premiere June 25th, 2023 uh, in Spanish. It'll be available on the Spanish YouTube channel for the church. It's one of the choir's new pilot programs to increase its influence and worldwide visibility. So uh, a lot of people giving credit to uh, former governor of the state of Utah, Michael Levitt, who has recently stepped into the position of being over the uh, choir, not the conductor, but sort of the administration and affairs of, of it. Uh, but it's been in works for a while. I think it's a, an amazing idea. Um, the choir will not be a different tabernacle choir at Temple Square. Uh, the songs will not be in Spanish that they sing. The songs will all be in English, but all of the um, narration and all that will all be in Spanish. So the spoken word. Yeah, the spoken word will be in Spanish. And uh, uh, Portuguese or Portuguese very soon Portuguese. to follow. And And I just, I think it's, I think it's amazing. I think it's it's a long time coming. I, I it, it surprises me it took as long as it did, but grateful to have it. And I just thought that was super cool to be able to see that that's going to be happening we'll, before the end of the month. Won't there be female sisters um, doing some of the narration as well? Uh -huh. Yep. So cool. Yeah. And 
interesting that you bring that up. I it must just be tradition uh, mm-hmm. with the English spoken, you know, um, music and the spoken word. Or, you know, I'd love to get. I'll talk to my buddy Richard Elliott. You know, the organist for the Tabernacle Choir, and see if we can't connect with uh, Mike Levitt and ask him if that may be a change that's coming. Yeah. I'll do English it. Can I audition? To have women, wouldn't that be awesome? So cool. Yeah. I do love Lloyd Newell's voice, though. I think that would be something that I would miss. I, I would welcome the opportunity for a woman to be able to do that. But yeah. only if she can get that bassy alto, you know, bring it in. Bring okay, it well, in. I'm out. Be a Lloyd Newell of the female <laughs> version. No, it needs to be like Galadriel from Lord of the Rings. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's how it needs to sound. Just totally ethereal, floaty. I welcome yep, I'm it. out. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. What what news story have one of you? Which one of you would like to go next? The Mitch? Both the Mitch goes next. All right. All right. So, Richie, I've mentioned before, I don't know why I always gravitate to the sports stories. Okay. Maybe I should be your sports correspondent, which Do would be it. hilarious. Done. Make, make it official. Get you get paid more. Search sports. All right. Megan the Mitch with her sports corner. Mm-hmm. Now we go to something. the Mitch. <laughs> Throw it to the Mitch. All right. BYU legend Jimmer Fredette helps the USA win a silver medal at the three-on-three World Cup. So we all know Jimmer Fredette. He mm-hmm. played at BYU, was the um, consensus player of the year. I personally love Jimmer Fredette. I love him. I loved him then, loved him now. He's bounced around. He was drafted into the NBA, but it was a not-so-great situation. He's short-lived. Thank you. And he's bounced around in China, Turkey, Greece, but now he's representing the USA on their three-on-three World Cup team. They played in um, Vienna, Austria, and they got second place. Good for them. That's nice super work. exciting. Um, A-plus for Jimmer. If, uh, he um, had a potential game-winning attempt, and it went in and then bounced out. So oh. Thanks for him, but they won. Um, oh, I don't know what the final score was, but good for him. Love Way that for him. Way That's to go, all. Jimmer. Look for Way him go, in, your, in the next Deseret First Credit Union commercial. That's where he banks. That's Jimmer for debt. What do you got, Chow? Well, I've got a see, I'm I you go to sports, I go to the like personal human stories or mm-hmm. like the individual stories. So out of the Huffington Post, there's a story by Diana Cannon Ragsdale. Um, and I believe it's partially in in promotion of a book that she wrote called Loose Cannons. Okay. And if you haven't picked up the pun yet, yes, we are talking about George Q. Cannon. Uh, okay. Right? It's kind of a play on her name. She talks about in this article, it's like a, a personal op-ed story. I grew up a devout Mormon, then shocking... Yeah a shocking family secret came out and shook my faith. So she talks about, you know, kind of growing up in a tumultuous uh, home as a child, just her parents weren't devout members of the church, but she was always told she was a descendant of George Q. Cannon. And so she ended up getting married in the temple and everything, had a marriage, uh, got divorced, got remarried, living down in Salina, Utah. And then her dad comes and drops the bomb of, Actually, you're not a descendant of George Q. Cannon. What? Your mom and I were swingers. I'm not your dad. So what? Yeah. So oh. just kind of shook her faith because that was her identity. And 
And so she talks about, you know, losing her faith, trying to find her identity. And then it's all in, from what I can tell, a promotion of her first book called Loose Cannons. So she's also a retired physical therapist, a mental health advocate for survivors of abusive and dysfunctional families, author. So that's her news story, Huffington Post. Check it out in the Huff Post personal. Awesome. That story took some twists and turns that I was not expecting. Yes, right? That's what I thought <laughs> too. I was like, because it, she talks about how her mom just went MIA when she was a kid and she thought it was like mental health or something. And I was like, okay, okay. And then like the swingers came out and I was like, okay, it's not okay. great for Utah. This is in Arizona. Swingers can happen <laughs> wow. anyway. So wow. that's the personal story okay. that I gravitate to. All right. All right. I, uh, you know. I, I don't gravitate towards anything. I'll, actually, not true. I gravitate towards the, is this really a story? And then make a story out of said story. Mm-hmm. Um, there there was an article that's like seven points about why Mormons aren't Christians. And oh, yeah. lots of hubbubaloo uh, about this on our Facebook page. We post a lot of news articles, especially the ones that we'll talk about here. Facebook.com forward slash the cultural hall. Just search the cultural hall. I don't want to go into it point by point because some of the information is not correct that the author uh, purports. And 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 some of it is, you know, sort of assumptions and, and all that. Here, So here is the thing. And, and uh, my lovely non-member wife uh, and I spoke about this quite a bit. Um, it, it depends on how you define Christians. And I wish that that um, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I don't know why it is in some circumstances that we just yearn to be, we're, guys, we're cool. We're cool like everybody else, right? We're right. just like everybody else. Yeah. And, and I mean, I get it, sort of. Maybe that's the natural human part of it. But this article, to me, sort of sung home the, the fact that it's like, yeah, if you define being a Christian person as believing in the Trinity was one of the things and, you know, not believing in, um, the, uh, the, uh, I can't, I think of what it's called when you believe the, the original sin, you don't believe that we're yeah. fallen, be- you know, that we are, we believe that we are, uh, for our own sins and not for Adam's transgression. Right. That's a, that's a dis- mm-hmm. distinct belief. Person goes on to say, yeah, so Mormons aren't Christians. And to me, I go, yeah, in that definition, Mm-hmm. With Christianity, yeah. we are not that. Now, if people are like, you don't believe in Jesus or it's a different Jesus or something like that, I start to take a little bit of issue with that. But I think that we should be real great with being like, yes, we believe in the Savior of the world, the Son of God, and here are some other things. And if that doesn't, if we're not Christian as you see that, okay, that that is that is fine. Because defined that way, it's not. It's and then we sort of we rabbit hold it and started talking about a cult and how most religious uh, organizations are cults. If you depending on how you define a cult, and it's like, yeah, well, I mean, if that's how you define it, then then sure. But if it's a yeah. cult where you're like, and it's going to kill people and plunder the this and take the that, then no, I don't believe that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints is a cult. Yeah. Um, it's uh so my kids are at vacation bible school and <laughs> one day they talked about baptism mm-hmm. and my nine-year-old was like well my sister goes to the temple and she gets baptized for dead people okay 
she's like nine. Mm-hmm. And the people were like, oh, that doesn't count. That's that doesn't count oh. for anything. So when we got home that night, like I was like, share with us something you I was trying to do a, a pretty lazy come follow me. I was like, y'all, I'm taking the night off. You teach me something about what you learned today. And that's what <laughs> she shared. And she's like, well, I learned that the baptisms in the temple aren't real. And I was like, well, Mm-hmm. Was she like, mom, I opened a can of worms at Bible camp today. Just no, deal like, with that for me, please. No, she had, she had like no idea that this was like significant or mattered. And like her sister was kind of like, what? Cause she's 11 and has been to the temple. She was like, mm-hmm. say what? She was like, yeah, apparently that's what I learned today. And I, so we had a good dis- discussion about different beliefs, the restoration of the gospel. And she's like, Okay, I'm going to go back and I'm going to tell them that tomorrow. No! <laughs> no. So innocent. I was like, maybe not. Like, you want to go get a snow cone and a hot dog at their party at the end of the week? So let's just, you know, be polite. And then uh, today, my daughter, we were leaving. She's like, Mom, they taught us something today that actually agrees with our church. And I was like, oh, yeah, what's that? She said, being nice to people. I was like, yeah, like, I think there's universal truths in all religions. Yeah. (laughs) Kindness tends to be one of those that we all kind of agree. You should be a kind person. So she was like, well, I'm just saying we don't disagree on everything. There's, there's common ground here. And I said, and focus on the common ground. So hold on to that as tight as you can. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, it sort of going with what you said, Richie and you know, how are you framing it? What are you focusing on? What are we, you know, are we Christian? Yeah. But then if you get into the nitty gritty of like baptisms and stuff, then uh, there's going to be some difference there. So, you know what? I have to tell you props for doing that. I don't know that there's a lot, certainly not in the state of Utah that people would do that, but you know, outside you guys are down in Texas, Mm -hmm. sorry, Texas, but uh, you know, to, to, have the fortitude and and be able to, in a very safe way, expose your kids. Expose sounds weird. That's not what yeah. I meant. But to be able to introduce them to these different learning opportunities and and be able to be like, oh, mom, yeah, the same, same Z's. Oh, mom, different. Yeah. And to just be able to talk through it as opposed to, they're so dumb. I can't believe. And I just that that cool. That's super cool. Yeah. Well, thanks. It's a. Uh you know, three hours that they get out of the house for free. No, I mean, we actually did it because one of my daughter's friends, she had a 14 year old brother that passed away. Mm. And the, the, the friend has had a really hard time socializing since then. So the mom said, Hey, she wants to do vacation Bible school at our church, but she wants a friend to go with her. Will your, your daughter go? She had asked a bunch of other people and they had said, no, they had stuff. And I'm like, Oh, absolutely. She'll go Mm. and hang out with her and yeah. And then I was like, the other, the other two that are old enough can also go and just, you know, we'll do that. So and give mom a break, <laughs> give me a little bit of a break. So yeah, it's been good. All right. The Mitch, what do you got? All right. So there's the, the horrible story down in Enoch, Utah, where yeah. the, the dad, a very, uh, murdered his wife and his children and oh. his mother-in-law and himself. So um, some new evidence has come out about his kind of his circumstances with the family. Um, he was in a, he was, he would record conversations quite frequently with his wife, especially after he fought, after she filed for divorce. And 
it sounds like there was a lot, a lot of just the family not feeling safe mm -hmm. with him. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, one of them talks about how they were all going to a family event and she wanted to drive separate with the kids. And he had an issue with that. And she said, um, uh, I'm a little curious why you're so wanting me so aggressively to just move out of here. To oh, wait, sorry, that was the wrong quote. But um, she says, our kids have mentioned, especially our older two have mentioned that when you're here, it is more tense. Mm. We're not able to relax. We're still walking around on eggshells. I don't know if you're going to be a good cop or a bad cop. I don't know if you're going to be mean or angry or frustrated or get in my face or threatening me, or if you're going to be nice and amicable. amicable. Um, it goes on to say that their 14 year old at the time in 2020 told authorities that her father was abusive. Yep. Um, he denied everything. Um, so just lots of feelings of uh, tension um, and him not really understanding why his wife was going to take these actions against him. He says, mm -hmm. I'm curious as to why you're wanting me so aggressively to just move out of here and not let the system play out and why you're feeling like you have to get some motion to remove me from here. I mean, obviously a horrible situation all the way around, but this just adds new light to the feelings in the household. And it's, it's quite heartbreaking to read yeah. some of the things that were recorded. So. Well, and though, and they're made available now to, yeah. I mean, you can find them if that's something that you would like, which I can't imagine that that would be something that you would like to listen to, but mm -hmm. uh, they, they are available now. And here's, here's, I guess the, the valuable thing for the discussion that we're having. If you find yourself in a situation, um, where you feel unsafe, man, let this story, this horrible story be an example of the strength and fortitude that you're going to have to put forward to get yourself out of that situation. And unfortunately, this story and many others too, that yeah. we've recently heard. Yeah. Um, and it's so, um, now I can, what's the term? I can Monday morning quarterback the whole thing and say, sure. well, if I were in that situation, this is what I would do. And I wouldn't stand for it. And I'd be out like a light, you know, the second anything got bad, but man, I, I can just feel for those, those spouses who just want to make, they want to make things work for their kids. I mean, sure. I, they had what five kids. Oh my yeah. gosh. Why, why wouldn't you want to do everything that you could? Sure. And then it's like, where is that line where I've done all that I can. And now it's, now it's a dangerous environment. And it's going to be different for everybody. And and who's to say where and when that line is drawn for any individual person. It's just, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Chow, follow that up. Well, good luck. I come to you with a little bit of lighter news. Levity. Yes. yes. Um, Go I have to say, I'm going to, I want to reframe this of what Etsy, what Etsy shop did that come from? <laughs> oh, that can be your segment <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and this is in the pink news on the pinknews.com it's related to pride month it says mormon couple couple savagely mocked after flying family values flag during pride month and this is a couple that somehow got the family a proclamation to the world put into like a, a giant garden flag i mean it's a pretty you know three feet by five feet flag um, that they hung up in their back garden 
which, you know, probably nobody would see it or do anything except that they posted it on Twitter and they posted it online. So that's where they just got roasted. I mean, people photoshopping Lady Gaga on the flag and like all sorts of, you know, re redoing it and, and re reframing it. And then the writer of the article turns it into talking about um, BYU and the professor Sarah Coyne. I don't think I'm saying it right. Yeah who's had a trans child and how that child was treated. But I mean, the, the thing that I wanted to know, and the, you know, this is me not really focusing on the main point, but like the side point is what Etsy shop did that come from? Like who, where did you get this? Because somebody I'm must have been. I'm going to bet it's owned by a Desnap person. Oh yeah. Right. I just don't call like, those people down on us. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. It was uh, made by somebody very well-meaning yet misguided. Yeah. Is that better? So, better. I just, you know, I just thought it was an interesting story. And I, I just think whenever you post something on the internet, just know that like you are going to be, um, I don't know, people are going to come at you with like sure. sassy humor. So, and I don't see that they had any problems necessarily, or I just, I feel like they got a lot of hate, but then the next day, uh, the wife tweeted, you know, lots of comments on this, but I'm still standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's like, here's my response. And so she seemed to take it in good humor and wasn't like overly stressed out about it, but just kind of, you know, uh, Mormons not behaving badly, but behaving funnily weird and buying like searching the corners of Etsy to find the flag. I don't, I don't know what I've ever sought that one out. So I, so I, it's, it's a much larger discussion for me. And, and I don't know, I mean, we've only got a few more minutes. There's a couple of stories. I want to make sure that we get in on this. So maybe we take a minute or two and talk about this, you know, pride month for, for many, I know the three of us all know someone, at least someone who, um, you know, is a part of the LGBTQ plus community, right? Mm -hmm. Someone I, I would imagine fairly close. I know for me and I know for Chow, I'm assuming that for Megan, but I'm yeah. get, getting by her nods that yes, that's accurate as well. I think most people uh, tend to know that. And 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 the, the month of June is Pride Month. And whether or not, or whatever you feel about um, Pride Month or the LGBTQ um what seg segment of life? I don't know. That's a horrible way of couching that. Um, like, I, I think that, and this is where I think that people wrestle with it is that you go, well, if I don't say anything, I'm condoning it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but, I guess so. <laughs> and I don't, I don't agree yeah. with that, but, yeah. but, but I try and get in my, in my mind, the reason why someone would go, Hey, it's Pride Month. Lots of people are putting up the rainbow flags. And what I'm going to do instead is put up a family proclamation and have it proudly displayed and share that on social media. I I don't think, and if there is anyone I would love to know, I don't think that there's anyone that, you know, is in that neighborhood that goes, oh, hey, uh... Yeah, I think differently about this. Uh, I should have uh, I should have uh, thought about this differently, and now I'm you know I'm I'm taking my pride flag down. Like I don't think that anyone probably did that because the family proclamation flag was flying. And so beyond 
that, which I guess is what their true intent would be, aren't you just being an agitator? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I, I've learned a lot. Um, I, and I think it was a story maybe on an earlier articles of news about when David Archuleta spoke mm-hmm. at, um, he was doing a concert and then he spoke a little bit of an intro to song talking about coming out and somebody criticized him for it. And he was like, listen, I understand this wasn't about Christmas and you came to hear a Christmas concert, but this is a piece of me that mm-hmm. has not been talked about and has, I've had to hide and keep on the up and up with other things. So I'm going to talk about it now. And mm-hmm. I'm going to let that out because it's, it's not healthy to just keep that in. And so I look at it that way. Like this is part of overcoming those challenges that a person might have when they haven't felt comfortable sharing who they are or what they are. So I just, I take a live and let live approach to it, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, not an agitation. Well, if you're going to do that, then I've got to do this. I'm like, cool, cool. I'm just going to keep on my thing and keep marching along. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Interesting that you bring up uh, that um, because Charlie Bird uh, recently uh, said, Hey, you know what? I'm getting married. Yeah. Proposed to his uh, boyfriend, Charlie Bird, if you don't know, uh, previous guest here in the Cultural Hall, episode 428. You can hear all about him. I helped produce his second book. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, you know, just a tremendous individual. He was Cosmo and like the winning Cosmo, the flippy push-up Cosmo of, you know, of Cosmo-ness of the internet. He and, made Cosmo famous. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yes. And, uh, and so now he is, uh, engaged, mm-hmm. um, and he's, he's been with, uh, this gentleman, Ryan is his name for three years. And he has a, just a great post. We'll leave a link to it in uh, the show notes so people can read it themselves. Uh, but you know, the book that he wrote, that one that I helped do the uh, audio part on, they took yes. it from, uh, Deseret Book, no longer available to purchase in Extending Deseret Book. The borders of Zion. Uh, and then without a mask? You're talking about without a mask. No, no, no. The second one. The second one is Wasn't expanding the borders of Zion. To take it off the shelves, though. It, it, maybe. I thought that's what he said on Instagram was that when he made that choice, it was one of the hardest choices he's made. So and, I don't know. I could be reading it wrong, but. It, it certainly, I mean, the, the thing that, that, uh, that resounds with me is the integrity then that he would have, right? Like, Hey, this is, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. And this particular organization doesn't adhere to this. So I'm going to, you know, remove it. But yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of speculation. Okay. So now that he's engaged, is this going to warrant, uh, church discipline or is it not church discipline until, you know, they actually get married and a lot of those things. And the thing, the thing for me, whether you read uh, Without a Mask or Expanding the Borders of Zion, it's so spot on into what the LGBTQ experience is within the church. And and and, and I would uh, question anyone who got to the end of that and didn't go, hmm. Now, I'm not saying, you know, you're questioning doctrines of the church. I'm not saying any of the other things that people are going to put words in my mouth, but it is... It is uh, an excellent uh, written book, and 
a pause for thought at the end to go, yeah, what about this? How do I rectify this? How do I justify this? Why is this this way? Well, and I, I have not read it. I have been waiting for a copy to fall into my lap through some sort of magic means because I just don't have the bandwidth to seek it out. Mm-hmm. But anyways, if some, you know, one of the Nephites want to drop that in my lap, I'll take it. <laughs> sure. I'll read it. It's just getting it there. But I've had a friend who um, was living the enzyme cover life. I don't know how else to describe it, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. married, minivan full of children, doing all the things, checking all the boxes and ended up getting divorced and really just rocked things, rocked everything. And Charlie's books have actually really helped her. Mm. And she's straight. She's married to another man now, but has really helped her reconcile her faith and the like utter destruction of, of what her life was and Mm. how did she rebuild it? And so I, I think you don't, I, all that to say, you don't have to be seeking out um, allyship or whatever, but I, I know people have found value in saying, okay, here's my faith and here's this, like where I'm at right now. And how do I keep both aligned? Like, how can I, how can I have it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I have another story, but Uh I don't know whose turn it is. Is it Elder Holland? Because if it's not Elder Holland, that's the last story and we're done. It's not Elder Holland. I have to go play music for people from out of town. So Elder Holland, guess who's back? Back again. Jeffrey's back. Tell a friend. Elder Holland. No? Ish. He's ish back. I I liked it. He's making the the slow walk from the back. From the back of the room. Yep. And I'll get there. I'm coming. Don't count me out. Yep. Already uh, Reddit and several things online have said, was there ever an issue or was it just a way that he could get out of the debacle that was the Southern Utah University commencement speech? Yeah. I say no. I It definitely, to to me, I mean, that is, that is some pretty handily, uh, if, if that is how they handled that, that is, that is, that is some schemey stuff. And I just don't think that they did that. But Elder I, Holland. I don't think so either. Yeah. No. I made the call yeah. out that that may be the end of Elder Holland. He said, here, hold my root beer. I'm coming back. Yeah, I'm back. I've got more to say. So yeah. interesting speculation about that because Elder Holland back in good health. Will he or will he not do the dedicatory prayer on the rededication of the St. George Temple? St. George when Boy, is that? Elder Holland, December. Mm-hmm. December. Okay. So, all right, you guys, I uh, hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. That if you're not healthy to listen this week, you'll be able to listen this week, next week, next week. And we'll be saving a seat for you. Okay, I'll go that way. I was going to say, when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in oh. safety. Yeah, sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. In the meantime, Chris at Alpine Lakes Travel, Rick McGee, Debbie Wanless, and Chocolate Cake Bites Podcast. We'll be saving a seat for you. On the back On row. The back On the row. back row. On the back row. Cultural Hall. Impossible to do together on Zoom. Thanks, you guys. Save me a seat. It's sure to be neat on the back.